strong, toxic brother looking at the stuff from yesterday. All the drama, all the strategy and silliness from P.O. to H.O.H. Every single season, you know he is the reason. You know what's happening. Rob said that he could do it. Tomorrow he will do it again. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our first live feed update for Big Brother Canada 8. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is the great Puya. How you doing, Puya? I'm doing really well. It's an honor to be here for the first day to break down everything. The feeds have been crazy fun. We pretty much got them right after the East Coast airing last night, and it's been nonstop good time. So I'm excited to break everything down from all the important stuff to all the silly stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, this is the live feed update. We would we discuss the spoilers, you might call them from Big Brother. That's not really spoilers, though, because if you if you know what Big Brother is, you know that the live feeds, they're not spoilers. They're the meat of the show. They're they're the, 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 the I guess not the meat of the show if you're a vegetarian, right? Because then you don't <laughs> like me very much. It's the good parts. It's the the true value of Big Brother comes from the live feeds. And we uh, are here. Uh, I, I will be with you every morning to let you know what's been going on on the live feeds every single day. And so today is March 6th. And we will be recapping March 5th, yesterday, which was day six in the Big Brother Canada 8 house. And um, this, uh, I'm feeling good about this season so far. I, I, I liked last night's feeds. I liked last night's feeds too. Um, I even think the second episode gave us a little bit more of that oomph that we were feeling in the preseason. And it's all coming together. It's a kooky cast of people. The person who won the HOH is certainly throwing a spanner into the works. So. I think this is where we're in for at least a very fun week out the gate to start. Yes. So uh, so the first live feed update, always a little bit different, right? Because we have a week to catch up on and yeah. we need to sort of help explain what uh, what's what's going on in this house. Uh, what, what, are, what are they up to here? Um, and so the first thing I want to do before we get into the events of last night, I want to try and catch you guys up on the structure of the house, the state of the house. And uh, and to do that, I have uh, I've really been putting this uh, this tier list uh, site to work lately. Um, I have this uh, little little chart here. It's not a chart yet, but we're going to make it a chart. OK. Uh, so bear with me. We're going to disappear from the screen. Don't worry. We'll still be here. Um, but uh, but we've got this little board here um, and you know, just ignore the ad text thing because, you know, whatever this we, we, <laughs> this is not the purpose. We're repurposing this chart for something else. But we have the cast here down below uh, little photos of them. And uh, we're going to be placing them up here to help visualize what we're talking about. Now, obviously, this is also an audio podcast. We will be naming the people as we go yeah. and describing what we're doing here. Um, but since it's early in the season, I feel like a lot of people don't know the names of everybody yet. Uh, if you do want to see the visual, you can hop on YouTube and watch the video um, and uh, and you can see the photos to help you understand who we're talking about as we go. So um, so the first thing first things first, we talked last night. We were able to to let you know 
who won the HOH. And uh, the person that won the HOH was, in fact, our our uh, <laughs> resident brain transformation <laughs> specialist, uh, Chris. Chris right. has won the HOH. He's up there. Uh, he's in charge <laughs> of the house. Just trans- transforming brains. Booyah. Absolutely. The mind reader himself, he bent the trampoline to his will and got the result he needed. Yeah, let's, we can add we can add text here. H.O.H. There we go. Okay, there There's you go. Chris <laughs> on his forehead. So what I would like to do to start here is that Chris is the H.O.H. Right. And he is in charge of the week. And so mm-hmm. I want to first explain to you how Chris sees the house. This is Chris's understanding of the house. To be clear, this is not necessarily reality, but I want you to understand from the point of view of the person making the decisions this week, how the house stands, right? Yeah. So, first of all, his number one guy <laughs> is Kyle, the power lifter. That's the one. That's the bro. The bro. The guy. <laughs> He's up there. They're, they're together. They've got, they've got, you know, uh, they, they're, they're working together. They're the hitmen. They're, they're Derek and Cody. They're Dan and Memphis. They're going to be running the show in this house, Puya. Yes. Uh, again, as, as far as Chris believes it. But I am not shocked that this is the person he chooses to be his right-hand man for the operation. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're co-HOH. Uh, yeah. <laughs> symbolically. Um, so, uh, so that's, he feels good about that. Um, and he, so there's this sort of idea that they can have, uh, some kind of like core four, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Vanessa is very tightly associated with Kyle. And then, uh, Chris really likes, uh, likes Sue. And yeah. so, uh, they kind of have talked about this being a core four here, uh, as, uh, for, for Chris. And then, uh, they have, sort of added on to this later in the night that uh, Min has kind of joined this this group to make uh, a bit of a five-person core kind of thing. Um, but Chris doesn't want to stop there. He no. also feels uh, that he, he thinks that uh, we've got uh, Angie, who's just a floater, easy to beat, uh, nobody likes her. Um, so he feels like he's been able to to get a decent connection with her. He's going to uh, feel like he can bring Angie in to some kind of group. Uh, he also feels that Carol, she's older, doesn't have many connections. He feels she's somebody that they can bring on, bring in. He he's really keen on bringing up uh, weak players. He calls them weak players that he can beat. So um, he's trying to bring as many of those people into this uh, group as possible. He also really likes. Jamar, he feels Jamar is uh, is very tight with uh, with them and with him and that uh, that, you know, he can work Jamar, and maybe get Jamar in on this group. So uh, a potential group of eight here for Chris is what he would like to put together potentially. Um, and mm-hmm. he feels like he 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 would be at the core of this with with Kyle. And uh, and that's that's where he would sort of like to go there. Um, it's, I mean, Puya, this seems like an unstoppable alliance. It's, uh, yes, it's our very own Canadian bomb squad. I'm excited to see what name we kind of end up giving this. Uh, my favorite thing about this group coming together in this conversation with Kyle and Chris is Chris sitting there with his big brain and being like, there's 15 people in the house, which means you need about eight, maybe ideally nine people. 
So <laughs> he's already started taking half the house for himself. And he's very cocky about this. He does believe that he has Jamar in his back pocket. Jamar will do whatever he wants. He feels the same way about Angie. He feels the same way about Carol. Just generally, I, I don't want to, it's too early to say HOH-itis, but <laughs> what we can safely say is that Chris is feeling himself and he's feeling good about the position he is in right now. Mm, cult leader-itis, perhaps. Yeah. That, okay. I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. All right. So you also saw on the show that there is an alliance uh, of four that consists of John Luke, a.k.a. JL, yeah. um, Madeline, a.k.a. Maddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Michael, the, uh, the, 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 the soldier that is pretending he's not a soldier. Um, and then you have, uh, Rianne, aka Re. Um, now, Chris does know about these four. Everybody knows about these four, except for the four who doesn't, who don't realize that people know about them. Um, so, uh, he, he sees that these are a, a group of four. Um, uh, within this four, uh, you've got, you know, kind of JL and, and Re as a duo, and you've got Michael and, uh, and, uh, Maddie as a duo. And that also is pretty, uh, open, openly available information. Um, you've got, uh, Hira out here on his own um he's he's on his own uh the only uh one of the floaters that chris is not interested in picking up it seems um so uh that's where hira is and then you've got brooke and sheldon uh as sort of attached a little bit sheldon connected to that four um, but, uh, but not necessarily a part of them. Chris is thinking, you know, he's really close with Michael. I'm not sure if he's a part of the, Is it a four or is it a five? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brooke is kind of attached to Sheldon, uh, kind of on her own, kind of a floater as well. And so, um, that's sort of how Chris sees him. Now, Sheldon is trying to make this, uh, you know, Chris, Kyle, and Sheldon as a trio, but, yeah. Chris is not sold on it yet because he's worried about uh, Sheldon's connection to Michael and this four. And so as of right now, Sheldon kind of hangs in the middle between these two groups. Um, And so, and obviously Nico is not in the house anymore. So uh, this is, this is about how Chris sees the house. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of what Chris is seeing. And um, obviously as far as what Chris is going to do, He's definitely weighing out some options here. But as you can see, the three people that are kind of on islands of their own are Hira, uh, Brooke, and Sheldon. And it looks like he's trying to figure out some combination from these three to put up initially at the very least. And um, I think Kyle is putting in the work and some people are putting in the work to try and have him just genuinely take a shot at the four alliance on the other side, the evictors. And if that's going to be the case, I think the early option we've seen come up is Michael. Yes. All right. So I, I know this is a lot of information to take in. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You know that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to talk about the reality soon as well. Then we're going to go through the events of last night, which will help reinforce what you heard uh, with with this as well. So hopefully I think by the end of this podcast, you should have a decent handle, I hope, on uh, on what's going on. So, yes, Chris is. Current plan, although it might have changed this morning, he's got a crazy idea that he's going to share with Kyle at some point. Um, but the current plan was that he wanted to take Brooke 
as a floater mm-hmm. and take Hira as a floater and nominate them both as pawns. And That's then right. uh, Operation Backdoor is going to take out Michael. Michael is going to be the target um, with Brooke and Hira as pawns. And yes, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you know, Chris seems to be helping, uh, helping, helping, uh, or sorry, Kyle seems to be helping Chris understand that maybe Sheldon isn't, isn't a big target yet. Maybe we should leave Sheldon alone. Um, I don't know about Brooke being up there. What about, what about Angie? No, no, I'm not sure. All right. All right. That's, un- it's, it's fine. It's just, it's helpful advice. There's no hidden agenda there. It's, it's fine. Definitely All right. Not. We got to reset the board here. All right. Oh, that was quick. What's the reality? What is actually happening in the house? As far as we know, based on what we've seen, um, not really anything close to what Chris is thinking. No, I mean, are we shocked? The man who reads brains definitely doesn't have good reads on the house. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the core of this house is, uh, is a secret alliance that consists of Sheldon, yes. Brooke, Kyle, and Vanessa as a core four. Yes. Seemingly. Um, they are uh, a, a tight four secretly together, but within that, or, or, or in addition to that four, uh, are the other two people that were mentioned in the premiere episode uh, or the second the second episode, I should say, uh, last night's episode um, that uh, form a, a six ultimately. And there's a lot of talk about the six within the six. There seems to be a core four. And that is Brooke, uh, Sheldon, Kyle, Vanessa, with Brooke and Sheldon being uh, a bit of a pair and Kyle and Vanessa being a pair. Um, but the additional two people are uh carol and sue both also attached to this alliance um so it's that four then there's a six and nobody knows that this six is working together they are actively working together to get uh get as many different connections and as many different uh people in different places around the house to make sure that they have a lot of control um I'm getting I'm getting some really big sort of uh, level six kind of flashbacks to this. If level six was actually more deeply embedded than they were, you know, they basically had Tyler as uh, the mole. But other than that, it was a pretty straightforward one alliance versus a bunch of people that pretended to not be an alliance. Whereas this six is very much like uh, sort of like a brigade pretty boys six, except the ex- except there's six of them instead of four. Um, and uh, they're very much embedded in different areas of the house. So uh, this six working very well together. Um, yes. Now, uh, in addition to the six, you've got Min, who is a part of a secret trio uh, that consists of Vanessa, Carol, and Min. Um, uh, there might be more to that trio. There, you know, maybe Sue is involved. Maybe Brooke is involved. I don't know. It seems to be a pretty like female power kind of thing. Uh, we didn't see much of it, but they got together in the storage room and they talked about working together. Um, so I, I don't know how real it is. Uh, I assume it's kind of just for Min's benefit to keep her on board with the ultimate six. Um, but uh, but we have that Min also very close to Sheldon. 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, has a good relationship with Brooke, um, decently close with a lot of people within this six. Um, but she is definitely seemingly attached here to Vanessa and Carol. Those are the people she had the most amount of like strict game talk with that I could see. Um, so you got that happening. Um, you have obviously Chris just attached to Kyle. Um, that, uh, Chris has, is basically just kind of Kyle's, you know, you know, he won HOH and now Kyle is like, Hey bros, we're, yeah. we're doing this. All right. We're the hitmen. uh, in order for Kyle to control Chris's HOH this week. Yeah. Which is a very good call given that Kyle, I mean, Chris is one of the only people that does didn't really have any tie-ins with any big alliances going on. Mm-hmm. Just take him in before someone else scoops him up. Yes. Um, so then, of course, you have that. That four is still is very much real. That was uh, something that was definitely a a, a real part of uh, of Chris's <laughs> understanding of the house. The evictors still very much a thing, um, and uh, and working uh, you know together. Like I said, they don't realize that literally everybody knows that they're a thing. Uh, they really feel pretty pretty good about their standing in the house, um, and they think they're doing a pretty good job now sheldon has been working on uh connecting with them with michael and jl in particular um and uh you know that is on purpose those are the people that he is working those are the people that Mm -hmm. he is making sure he has connections with in order to sort of sway what they would do if they want an hoh or something along those lines um brooke obviously a little bit less connected to that crew um but uh but sheldon is very connected but uh rianne does have some decent connections outside of this group with some of the women like sue um and uh and min and, and a couple of these or not men uh with sue um and oh no she does have a well min thinks they have a good connection but, but Rhea's complained about men um well there's a lot of complaining about men um so uh so that's that's uh that's that's going on there jamar is also kind of hovering around this area um he feels tightest with michael jl and sheldon and he kind of wants to bridge a gap here with the the bros um he wants to kind of get in in a little bit with these four um maybe in with sheldon uh jamar doesn't really uh, see what's happening with the six over here. Um, so he wants to get in with uh, the power that he sees. He also, of course, has a uh, relationship with Min. It's a very strange relationship, but it's definitely uh, f- flirty uh, to some extent. Um, but it's it's a very aggressive flirty thing. It's a very like uh, they like to make fun of each other and, and say that they're going to evict each other a lot, I guess. Very much push you in the playground and call you stupid face type of uh, flirty. Yeah. Um, so then you have uh, Angie, who is very much on her own, uh, maybe a small connection to Chris, who wants to reel her in if uh, if if he can. Um, and then you have uh, Hira, who is also uh, a, a bit on his own, but does have a secret uh, secret alliance with uh, Sheldon, Brooke and Sue. Um, oh, yeah. So he is also attached to this six in some way. Uh, and he is up here with Sheldon, Brooke and Sue. Um, but he uh, otherwise is seen as a bit of a floater and doesn't have any connections, which is, of course, why he's in some trouble if Chris puts him up. So. 
This is about where the house actually stands based on what we've seen. Um, and now take it with some grain of salt that the core four is Sheldon, Brooke, Kyle and Vanessa. Uh, that's from Brooke's mouth. She spoke to the cameras. She gave us the most amount of information on the true structure of the house. Um, so, uh, uh, some of this is from her perspective, mostly the fact that it's that that it's this core four. For all we know, um, that's her understanding of what the core in the six is. But the reality is that it's something else. Um, but it does it does it does kind of make sense. And it does appear to be um, this this sort of structure here. Um, so obviously, if Chris does go through with his plan to put up Hera and Brooke, then uh the plan will be to backdoor Michael and Michael will go home if that if that happens. If the veto is not used, then uh, it does appear that Hira will be the one that gets sent home. But of course, that's just how things are right now. Uh, things could obviously change moving forward. So. That's that's what we got. Puya. That's that's the alliances over there. And um, I, I pretty much do expect a lot of uh, game talk to go down today. And for Kyle to maybe try and infiltrate the mind bender Chris's mind during their Wendy's later on today, that will likely happen with Kyle to try and maybe change that. But everything here is accurate as far as here on Brooke being in trouble of touching block mm-hmm. uh, later today. All right. So that's what we have. We're we're back on the screen now. Um, so that is the basic structure of the house. We can maybe revisit that chart after we finish the uh, the recap of what happened last night. But uh, but now we're going to get into what we actually saw and, and what you know made us come to those conclusions about where <laughs> the house actually stands. Um, so. Yesterday, day six in the house, um, Chris has the HOH. We see him celebrate with Kyle in the pantry. Um, again, these two are pretty tight. They talk about us two to the end. Um, Chris is going to do something that puts them in a good position. Um, and so uh, Sheldon also comes in and joins them and celebrates. Uh, he's like, oh man, we're going we're gonna to do this, bros. Um, he talks about like, just like last season, like we're going to make this happen. Uh, after Sheldon leaves, um, or sorry, after Chris leaves, Sheldon says to Kyle, uh, this one's on you. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is your dude. You're going to have to make sure this uh, this is going to work for us. Um, and Kyle says, I know, I know. Uh, and Sheldon says, look, uh, just, you know, I'll keep handling the four, the evictors. Uh, but you, you, you got to handle Chris. Uh, just keep just keep t- talking about last season, like the pretty boys, like, uh, you know, bro, bro it up with him. Try to try to make that sort of uh, happen here. Uh, with Chris. So that, that is the plan. Kyle is uh, Chris's handler here. And I think they picked the right person, obviously to do this and to go back to quickly talk about this core four and the fact that they've all kind of moved into different sides of the house to bring them all in. Um, I really dig this idea. I really dig this plan. And I think they're doing it really well. Now, obviously, you know, as much as Kyle will try and handle Chris, Chris will have his own reads, which we saw on the board earlier, but I think for now, from what we're seeing as a a starter pack for this alliance, I'm digging what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's very impressive so far. Um, I I was streaming last night watching this as I was sort of starting to understand that this six seems to be working together. Um, Like the second they because we we heard in the episode that this was a potential six coming together. And then I saw 
a basic structure of the house. And then the pieces all connected when they talked about the six. And I was like, oh, boy, if this six is really loyal to each other and actually are working this whole house, then they are in a killer position. And uh, this could be this could be a very dominant uh, alliance if 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 things go their way. Now, of course, I'm saying this. I know it's the first night of feeds. Uh, I'm saying it could be. It could yeah. be. Lots of things can go wrong from from today forward. So, uh, but but from what we've seen so far, they seem pretty well positioned. Yeah. If we're if we were doing a power ranking for just night one, I think these six are going to end up in the top half of the table. And I just really like how they are all different types of people from different mm-hmm. walks of life. I think that makes them makes it difficult for people to even see them as a core group whereas if you if you look at the evictors they kind of all fit into that mode it's like easy to sell hey they're working together i feel like it's a lot harder to put these six and be like hey these six are all tight i don't think that's necessarily something you would see upon first glance so i'm yeah. liking it and just to to quickly jump back to this chart uh you can see um and i will I'll obviously also describe to you that they all have their own things going on they are yeah. all contributing in their own way sheldon is connected to jamar and the four as well as hira you've got brooke who has hira sue who has hira as well as uh some you know some chris action um you've got uh sue uh carol and vanessa who are connected to min um you've got kyle who has the uh chris connection as well as you know uh some some connection to uh some some of the others as well so it's like uh they're all contributing in in their own way um you know usually even with like the four like we've seen the brigade uh where they all had parachutes except for kind of Enzo, right? Like Enzo was, he was a social butterfly, but didn't have like his own thing going really. Um, And then you had the pretty boys and they had their own, all their own parachutes, except for Mark who kind of was like doing his own thing and didn't really contribute a a ton. Um, But this six so far, they are all even, even level six. uh, There were some people that didn't necessarily contribute to the social relationships in that Alliance. Um, Winston. Um, And so, uh, but this group so far, they're all contributing in their own way. They all have different areas of the house that they are connected to. Um, and as you mentioned, they're all uh, they're a div- diverse group of people from their backgrounds to their age to their personality types. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah, same here. And I, I like the pairings that we have within the six also being a random bunch of people like the fact that the Sheldon and Brookside looks a bit more tight. Loving that. And then I would have ne- wouldn't have necessarily seen Kyle and Vanessa be appearing there. And then obviously you got Carol and Sue. So again, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be seen before we can deem this a really strong, strong alliance. Night one speaking, it's good. Like mm-hmm. it. Um, all right. So Chris and Kyle get together up in the HOH room. This is when they really start talking about the fact that they're the, they're, they're Derek and Cody. They're going to run the show. Um, and so, uh, they talk about Sheldon and Chris says that, look, Kyle is the one, you're the one guy I trust, Kyle. Uh, you know, you're a lifter, you know, you've been through shit. Uh, like we're going to, you know, it's, I, I, you're my guy, you're my guy. Um, and so they talk about Sheldon wants to be a third with them, but, Chris is a little unsure because he's he's concerned about Sheldon's connection to Michael. He talks to Michael a lot. Um, and so uh, he's he's just a little bit worried about that. Uh, 
Kyle works a, a little bit to sort of uh, assuage those concerns away. That uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think we can maybe we can test him. We can like think about it. We can try to make this work. It would be good for us to have Sheldon. Um, and so they're they're working on that. Sheldon has made enough inroads here with Chris that Chris is not talking right now about targeting Sheldon. He would prefer to target um, potentially Michael, and he feels like maybe if they take Michael out, they will be able to pull Sheldon in. Yeah, and that's a good place for Sheldon to be, and I do believe that um, once Kyle gets enough in with Chris to maybe convince Chris to bring Sheldon in, I don't see why Kyle wouldn't be able to rehearse with Sheldon. Hey, so he's coming up to you. He's going to say all this. You say this. We kind of see, saw this last year with um, uh, Dane kind of uh, Dane and Anthony kind of working that kind of magic of like, you know, prepping people up for the interview kind of thing. And I think Chris would be someone that you could sell some kind of information like that to easily. So I'm not too concerned about Sheldon at the moment. I will say that through all of Chris's misreads, it is a little scary to see that he's noticing Sheldon's just natural social game coming into play and being threatened by that and not necessarily being threatened by, you know, very clear cut alliances. Yes. I'm going to watch out for. Uh, So, so Sheldon is basically covered in every corner of the house. Every single person loves him, wants to work with him, thinks that he's valuable to their game, except for Chris. Uh, Chris is the one person he has not been able to fully charm into uh wanting to like really work with him and he's working on it and he's gotten enough so that chris isn't targeting him this week so far um but it was definitely a a bad draw for sheldon that uh that chris is going to take this hoh um because i think otherwise he would have been really really covered in all in all areas um but this was uh this was definitely a bad draw here um but seemingly still going to survive based on Based on the current plan, As of right things, now. things can very much change. And not only is it an early week, not only is it the first HOH, and things often change in early weeks with the first HOH, but it's also Chris. Yeah. And that's important to note. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, Chris is talking to Kyle some more in the HOH room. He's now... We're going to see, we're going to hear from Chris about like how he views the game, how he views some of these players. Uh, he's, Chris is weirded out. He's a little confused. He says, you know, I just don't understand the blondies, the blondies, uh, meaning Maddie and Ree, usually they'd be all over me, but they're not. They, instead, it's like, it's all Michael and JL, like they're, they're working so hard over there. It weirds me out. I don't trust it. Don't you hate it when you expect to be gaining all the affection and then you don't and then you sit there and pout about it and complain because it's not going your way? Chris is everything I kind of expected Chris to be coming in. And I could see him being someone that we rag on a little bit. I could also, not going to lie, he is my top candidate for the R slash nice guys at the moment. (laughs) So... He he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, look. You just. I mean, I don't know about you, Puya, but sh- surely you know guys like us. We just expect blondies to be all over us, and when Absolutely. it doesn't happen, obviously something's going on. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I, I feel like you see you see Chris and swoon is the first word that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird that it's not going his way. 
obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he says that, uh, but don't worry, all the floaters like me because, you know, of who I am, what I do, my thing. Uh, all the floaters really like me. So um, he talks about like Angie loves me, terrible at competitions. He says she's terrible at competitions in a very disrespectful way. Comments Oof. on her body uh, yeah. and, and talks about how because of her body, she'd, she'd never beat him. Um, uh, he talks about how, you know, Sue, Sue is cute. Won't beat me in comps, though. Great. Want to bring the, those, these weak players along. Um, I, I like Carol, too. She's older. Doesn't have connections. Weak player. Bring her along. Um, Jamar, he loves me. He loves me like Jamar. Um, Kyle talks about how he's close with Vanessa. He calls her Nessa sometimes. We'll start to get the the hang of the nicknames. Uh, right now, we'll continue to call her Vanessa until we see enough people call her Nessa. Then we'll then we'll go to Nessa. I'd I'd prefer Nessa. It's shorter and it doesn't remind me of Vanessa Russo. Um, yeah. He Kyle talks about Vanessa and how he's really close with her. Chris likes Vanessa as well. So this is when Kyle kind of pitches. Well, I, I like this. What if we have a kind of four core four of um, you, me, Vanessa, Sue? I've got Vanessa. You've got Sue. Um, and this is obviously Kyle like really sabotaging Chris because he knows that he really has Sue and, and Chris does not. But he's trying to make Chris feel like he has Sue. Uh, Chris kind of likes this idea for the most part. Um, and they come up with this idea that uh, Chris wants to put up and, and Chris is being very vague about it. He's like, what? So what do you think I should do? I'm thinking two floaties, two floaties, put them up there. Big target. Uh, he wants to put up Hira and Brooke as floaty pawns and then uh, take out the, uh, the big threat, Michael. And then hopefully if they take out Michael, that will help real Sheldon in. Um, and so that is, that is the plan. That is currently the plan. And, uh, yeah, Chris, uh, you know, for all the huffing and puffing he's doing about how great he is and how much of a master beast he's going to be at all these comps, he is choosing a more what he sees a safe route. Um, and for now, it'll work for him. Honestly, I think the back of his head, the worry is that he takes a shot at the, the blondies and then the blondies coalition comes back at him. But. I think Kyle is trying not to push that much quite yet. Obviously, making a core four alliance with two other people that he's already in a core six alliance with is good for him. And we could see him trying to push a little bit further to prevent um, Kyle, uh, Chris from making the move he's trying to make right now. But even then, it's looking like he's led him to the direction that he wants. So for all that it's worth, um, Chris kind of bringing in all the quote unquote weak people because he, you know, his career, he believes he finds all the lost souls and he leads them to the path of righteousness by convincing them that they have what it takes. And we'll see if that works out for him, because I think they're going to lead him a pass, a path off the cliff at some point. It'll be glorious to watch. Yeah. And you're very correct that, that Kyle is uh, not pushing too hard. Um, he is, you know, uh, he he definitely I mean, he has a great hold on, over Chris. This sort of like, oh, we're we're the bros together for yeah. life to the end, bro. Uh, but it's it's a little bit like, you know, Chris is a wild card and uh, and Kyle does not want to uh, to rock the boat too hard and no. set Chris off. And all of a sudden, Chris is doing some some crazy nonsense. So um, yeah, as long he feels like, OK, broken Hera is not ideal. 
Um, he would love for just the four to be targeted because those are the people that they have the least amount of control over um, and that have the most amount of strength outside of their their alliance. Um, but, you know, Brooke being up there, we can save her. We can send Hero home if we need to. Uh, if we can get Michael back doored, great. If not, sorry, it's going to just have to be Hera and we'll work on next week. Um, yeah. And that's that's pretty much where where Kyle stands. Um, he would love to change Brooke to make it not Brooke, but he's not going to push too hard yet for that to happen. Um, so we have uh, some other conversations are also happening. Um, Sue and Re. Re is Rianne. Um, they call her Re or Re Re. I'm definitely just calling her Re because why would I say it twice if I don't need to? Um, so uh, Sue and Sue is Suzanne. They call her Sue. Sue and Re. Uh, they are going to have a complaint session about Angie and, and Min. Uh, Min is annoying. Angie does annoying things with food. They don't like them. I, either of them really according old Re doesn't like them and so sue is definitely uh sue doesn't doesn't really like them either for, for being real um they have a decent connection though sue and Ray. um jl and vanessa also have uh, a little bit of a, a, a connection um they also uh are gonna have some some uh you know talks about people that they like uh, jl and um and re are also gonna have a conversation where they complain about angie and men um and they talk about the people that they, they like maddie and they, they like sheldon and, and brooke and all of those people right um so uh just those conversations, those four do have some connections. Re in particular seems to have the most amount of outside connections um, that uh, Michael and JL seem a little more focused on Jamar and Sheldon, whereas Re is a little more focused on people like Sue and uh, and maybe Vanessa or, or whoever, maybe, maybe, maybe men, even though she doesn't like men. Um, so, so would you say out of the four, Maddie's the one or Madeline's the one with the least outside connections from the four? It appears that way. It, yeah. it, it appears that way. Um, she's uh, she's definitely focused a lot on Michael, um, but uh, but she's also I think because of that the least threatening of the four, um, and True. so probably the least likely to get sent home um, as they uh, as all four of them are pretty big targets right now. But uh, but we'll see. I will say if Michael does end up going, the person who benefits from it the most is going to be Madeline because I think. I think she's got the chops to like be able to socially put herself in the house. I think right now she's just love goggled into Michael and is not really doing anything else with that ability. So mm-hmm. to speak. Yes. And so Michael and Maddie, they do have a connection. This seems potentially romantic. Um, I didn't see any overtly romantic things, but they definitely are pretty close. Um, she, he has told her, he has revealed the secret about his military experience. Um, she, she knows about that. She is the only one. Um, he has considered he tell he's when he was talking to her he considered he said I was considering telling Kyle um, that uh, maybe if I tell Kyle about it he'll have more respect for me and I'm like yes yeah. you should have been doing that in the first place but Maddie says no don't do that um, Maddie's like uh, remember Derek remember D- that guy Derek uh, and Michael's like uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> of course not. Um, but but he was like a, a cop and he never told anybody the whole time. Uh, so she's like, wouldn't it be so? I think she's essentially saying it wouldn't be so cool if you did that, too. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't think they, they understand that. First of all, he's in serious danger this week. And second of all, he sh- should have already told people if he tells people now he's ru- he's already ruined the first impression. But I mean, I think she's right that he shouldn't reveal it now because 
the the whole point is that first impressions matter and if his first impression is as a military man then that could have helped but now he's just now it's like oh i'm secretly in the military okay so you're a liar right is basically what you're saying exactly it's like you're a liar oh and you've had military training so you're gonna be a beast exactly. down the line so no 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 yeah. i i think uh i i can echo what you have mentioned brent has mentioned in the preseason stuff that him saying he was in the military from the jump would have garnered nothing but probably respect and people wanting to work with him because he seems like someone you can confide in and trust to be honest with you and be a straight shooter. So that's already been shot now. He has to move on. And I think it was a bad miss move, honestly. But we'll have mm-hmm. to see how the being a yoga instructor plays out for him. Yeah. Um, so Maddie's going to open up about her past relationships. Um, she's had some bad experiences, uh, in the past. Uh, they have, you know, conversations about that. Um, then, uh, we're going to get a conversation between Sheldon and Min. I mentioned this earlier that they do have a, a good relationship here. Um, but it's not a solidified alliance kind of relationship because Sheldon is kind of keeping men at, at arm's length. Um, she's a bit of a wild card, right? So, uh, so what you have here in this conversation is that Min really likes Sheldon. Mm-hmm. She really wants to work with him. She wants to put together some kind of alliance that involves him. Um, and she wants him to be safe. She wants to be loyal to him, but she's concerned for him because he doesn't really have anybody. Um, and she's worried that poor Sheldon is going to, to end up as, you know, she's, you're too nice. You're going to, you're just, I don't want you to be one of those people that's just too nice and just doesn't uh, play aggressively enough and then gets screwed. Uh, you know, I've got your back and I'm loyal to you and I just want you to be okay in the game. And Sheldon, I'm, I'm, I'm sure is just like on the inside, like, Oh man, this is, exactly what i want um uh she said i know i know i'm paranoid i know but i am loyal to you and i want you to know that and i want you to know that i can be valuable to you um and so she says she says i i don't want you you remember last season with dane and kiki and esty i don't want you to be like that i don't want you to be the kiki and esty and uh sheldon's just like uh wait so which one am i kiki or esty <laughs> I love I love when players that are in a better place are getting lectured by people who probably aren't. And he plays this off really well. To me, Sheldon's kind of like that guy at the party that can you end up seeing him in every room of the party you go to. And he gets on with everybody. He obviously he obviously has his core group, but he can walk into any room and he's okay. And I think that it plays really well for him. And the fact that he doesn't she doesn't see him as being in any like proper concrete relationships is nothing but good for him because like you said she wants to bring him in so let let him be brought in by Minley or let her believe she's doing that yeah so he tells he tells her not to worry um she does ask are you in alliance with with Hira with Brooke like uh he says no I'm not in any alliances. Um, she says, well, we need to get something going because the other side of the house has an alliance. We need to get together, consolidate the power. Um, but Sheldon, Sheldon says, I just, I don't think people are ready for it yet. I just like, they're too scared. Uh, like you can't have a conversation like this with Hira because he doesn't say anything. Um, and of course we know that Sheldon is actually in a secret alliance with Hira and yeah. Brooke and, and Sue. Um, and he, but he says, look, I, I, I've been looking out for you. 
with people that I'm that I'm good with, that I say good things about you. Um, and I do believe that you're with me. But I, I think where we disagree is that, 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 you know, we should put something official together. I just worry that people are not ready for it. Um, and so Sheldon is essentially what he's trying to do is maintain the relationship he has with with men that she's going to continue to protect him and, and work for him, but does not want to officially attach his name to hers in any kind of official capacity because she's such a wild card and not well liked in the house. And so that is that's a potential danger situation for him if that happens. She's all she's working to to protect him anyway. Why? attach his name so he's trying to to do that without offending her seemingly does it pretty well in this conversation yeah i mean it's a situation where with someone who can have volatility like min lee it's a bit of a double-edged sword because either he you know quote-unquote puts a ring on it and commits to the the pairing and then she starts mouthing off to people that hey me and sheldon are tight we got a thing going and then that's a bad look for him because now they're seen as like you know a pairing or an alliance of sorts but then there's the other side where if you say no and she gets mad that you're saying no. And now she goes around saying you can't be trusted or just starts beef for absolutely no reason. So walking down the tightrope line is relatively hard. But I do think that ultimately he did well enough for it to be harmless and for him to have a good relation with her moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we also got a conversation between uh, Vanessa and Carol, uh, where Vanessa is starting to to freak out a little bit. Um, shit, uh, this I made a tweet about how uh, man Vanessa's freaking out. And two long haired bros are talking about running the game. Uh, all right. Big Brother 17. Uh, can we get over to Big Brother Canada 8 already? Um, because uh, Vanessa infamously in Big Brother 17 was freaking out in the first night. Um, yep. So Vanessa, she's struggling socially. She's talking to Carol about how she feels like people, they don't, they don't talk to her. She feels like she can't get a word in. Um, and Carol says, yeah, we're, we're overlooked. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, people, people don't really care about our opinions. And I, I hate to say it, but Kyle kind of sets the tone, right? Um, and maybe, maybe you should talk to him about this. Um, and Carol says, no, nobody cares about our opinion to the, the only people that talk game with, uh, with me are the people in the six. Um, they, oh, well, Angie does, but it's, that's Angie, right? Um, and so the other side of the house, they don't talk to me at all. Uh, and that's just like, that's just society, right? Like they just don't even care. Um, so, uh, so that's clearly where Carol stands. Carol, a part of the six has some connections. She has the, the min connection in that. She's kind of secret trio, but I think otherwise is finding uh, a little bit of difficulty socially to connect with uh, others in the house um, right now. So well insulated, well positioned, but uh, doesn't seem to have the tools that a lot of the other people in the six do. I would say so. And I think that um, uh, if with Vanessa feeling the way she does, I think Vanessa has probably more connections that she, than she feels she has. And I mm -hmm. think, her having the good pairing with Kyle means that Kyle being kind of a bit more of a butterfly that he is, is bringing her in into more projects. Whereas Carol is a little bit more insulated within the six without many outs. And I do think that's something that'll come back around. Honestly, she knew coming in, she was like, I'm the oldest person. There was a worry there, but I think she's done a good job for herself. And I think that she's someone who is also a really good social player and who after a couple conversations could start getting a little bit of a footing under her to do more and make more connections outside the six. I don't think she's gotten the opportunity yet. And the important thing for her is to not just lose hope and then commit to the six entirely, 
but to just keep having the conversations as little as they can be, maybe they'll grow into something later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vanessa does go to Kyle and she kind of, you know, uh, cries to him a little bit um, that uh, he tells her that it don't don't worry about it. He comforts her. He says, look, uh, I, like, I'm, I'm sorry if, if it feels, you know, that way in group settings. But, uh, you know, I have to pretend with other people. I don't have to pretend with you. You're the only person I don't have to pretend with um, that uh, Vanessa is. Kyle's main person. Um, and I do believe that is genuine. Um, and that, uh, you know, that he's, he's comforting her. She feels better afterwards. Oh, that is so good to hear that. Um, he then is going to let her know that, uh, she is safe with Chris because, uh, don't, you're mine. So it's, he's gonna, he's not gonna touch you. Um, and, uh, he tells her that he will be taking the heat for her in the game. Uh, I think he kind of means this too. In, in some in some way um, I think he really does want to help protect her in the game um, they also talk to, Sh- to Sue they, he fills them both in on the plan which is that Brooke and Hira are going to go up and that Michael is going to be the back door um, they would love to get Chris to change his mind about Brooke and maybe get Angie nominated instead. Uh, they're going to try to work on that. Um, Chris really wants to make that happen. He really does not like Angie. He calls her a piece of shit and a loser. I so the one piece of information for me that isn't quite quite clear is what exactly has Angie done to garner this much negativity with so many people. Like the Minley, we kind of got a snippet of it on the show with her and her complaining about the sleeping arrangement and people walking in and stuff. It's like, okay, but if Minley is kind of this person who like has these feelings and then vocalizes them, okay, sure, I can see why that could be irritating here and there. But I still don't haven't quite figured out the Angie thing. And everyone kind of goes back to Angie's a little bit unpredictable. I don't know what Angie's capable. I don't know where her head is at. So I'm not quite sure what it is with Angie that's rubbing so many people the wrong way. Mm. Uh, I'm asking, I'm getting requests to get the, uh, the chart back up so that we can, they can know who's, uh, who we're talking about. Uh, just to, to All briefly, right. um, for those who are watching along, um, earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, Carol, um, Carol and Vanessa. And then they talked to, uh, then Vanessa talked to Kyle <laughs> and then Kyle talked to Vanessa and Sue about, uh, about this stuff. Um, and so uh Kyle he really really does not like Angie and that's who we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um and Angie uh to to answer your question to some degree at least um the main complaint about Angie has to do with food that uh she is I guess wanting people to make food for her. She's always consuming food from other people but not willing ah. to contribute. Uh he's going to later complain to Hira that uh that she was asking for food to be made for her and then when asked if she could make food, she's like, "Well, I only know how to make grilled cheese." And so uh they're like, "Well, why don't you just make grilled cheese then?" <laughs> um so that uh so that's what Kyle is complaining about her. Uh Hira in that conversation didn't not have the vitriol that Chris that Kyle did, but added to the conversation and contributed uh, examples of things that Angie has done that might annoy people. Um, Re when Re was complaining about Angie, she mentioned food. Uh, I believe that it was Sue who also brought up Angie and food. Uh, so that uh, they're all talking about Angie and food. I don't know if there was a, a major incident that caused this or if it's many small incidents, um, but that's that seems to be the 
main uh, focus point for the Angie hate. Um, but uh, but of course, there's probably some other uh, aspects to this as well. Who would have thought who would have thought that something as small as food would be the, uh, the straw that breaks there? I mean, I guess ultimately also she's also not within any of the tight or tighter alliances. So it doesn't quite it's an easy thing to also glom onto and look at and try and be like, this is something that is frustrating. So I, I, I see it now, understand it. But all right, I guess, you know, sometimes you don't need it to be a bigger reason. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're then going to get a conversation with Sheldon and Brooke, uh, who uh, are definitely a, a big power pair here in the house. They talk about who might go from the four. Sheldon would love for Maddie or Reed to go. Um, you know, he, I think, has the strongest connection with Michael. And so, he, you know, Michael can go. But uh, it do- didn't appear to be his preference. Um, but uh, but Brooke thinks that Michael should go. Brooke really just is like anything that gets us through this week. I'm fine with. Um, they talk about Min as uh, as a wild card. Uh, Min here um, and that you know they both have some decent relationships with her, but they can't trust her to uh, to to like be super uh, you know reliable. Um, so Sheldon explains what he's doing, trying to keep her without actually having to commit um and uh brooke they talk about about men they talk about like she's smart like she recognizes the connections that sheldon has like she sees things um and brooke comments like she's like I feel like if Brooke hadn't been or if, if Min hadn't been backed into a corner in the way that she was at the start of the season, I feel like she could have done well here. But she's unfortunately for her, she's the kind of person that if backed into a corner, she can't help but claw her way out. Um, and I thought that was a great description of who Min appears to be so far that uh, you put her in a corner. She's she just can't help herself. She needs to claw her way out. She can't like find a more subtle way. Yeah, and I I feel similarly because I do think that Min could be somebody who is going to get discounted moving forward because of those moments, even though she could have good reads within the house. So I think she's someone that we can watch out for because if there's a lot less of the uh, the arguments with Min, I think she's got what it takes to you know put in some good damage here. I also do like um, going back to this dream alliance for everyone of Brooke and Sheldon. And just how much they are well connected. And then also, again, you know, it goes back to he doesn't really want Michael out necessarily, because obviously that's his one in in that group that he also feels like good with. But then they have so many disposable like side pieces that if they go, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And like Brooke said, as long as they manage to survive this with Chris being the ultimate wild card of an HOH, then they're fine and they can, you know, pick all the pieces back up next week and kind of figure out where they are from there. They just have to survive this one because it's a little peculiar. Yes. Um, all right. So Kyle is going to uh, Kyle is going to be talking with Hira um, at the pool table and they uh, they discuss, you know, uh, most of the conversations that that he uh, that Hira is a part of uh, are personal conversations, not a lot of strategy talk with Hira, but Kyle does kind of. In, insinuate that there might be a backdoor plan in the works. Um, Kyle also explains about why, you know, how annoying Angie is, uh, which I talked about a little bit before. Um, so that's, that's mainly where that one stands. 
Um, we then got a conversation with, uh, with Kyle and Brooke, um, and he's going to let her know about the plan that she might be upon here. Um, she's obviously not pleased about that plan. Um, that would not be ideal for Brooke. Uh, he, uh, he also lets her know about like Chris's skepticism towards Sheldon. And she says, well, that's good to know because Sheldon is going to help try to, you know, push Chris in a certain direction. And if Chris is skeptical of him, then he needs to alter his approach. And so we need to warn Sheldon about this. Um, and they do later warn Sheldon about him and he does alter his approach and he's his approach now is going to be that uh, because Chris is worried about Sheldon being part of that four he's going to uh, sort of try to talk to Sheldon in a way where Sheldon doesn't know or sorry try to talk to Chris in a way that where Chris doesn't know that Sheldon knows that Chris thinks that Sheldon is a part of the four. So Sheldon is going to be like, so that four, they, they suck, right? Like he's going to basically in a more subtle way, or at least maybe in a more subtle way, try to (laughs) insinuate that he is not a part of that four, that he is definitely with Chris and Kyle. And hopefully that will help. Um, Brooke is also going to try and talk to Chris uh, and, and get him to, to not put her on the block, but it does not seem like there's going to be a ton of success there. Yeah. Again, the good old rehearsal with Chris, I think, will go a long way, and we'll see the uh, the fruits of that labor later today, hopefully. Uh, but ultimately, I think so. I want to talk about Hero for a second because this is also a very unfortunate position for him to be in. Because mm-hmm. unlike Angie, he is also a free, uh, like Angie. He's also a free agent, but unlike Angie, he's inoffensive and un- like no one really has a strong opinion, negative or positive about him. If anything, they feel okay and normal with him. He doesn't really talk all that much game, which kind of does match the personality he had going into the house of just, I'm going to be honest and try and play an honest game. I think that he's someone that if we go into next week and he's still there, people will try and scoop up as like a whole number, which I think Sheldon and Brooke have already kind of started putting the work in for. But not enough that if he's on the block this week next to Brooke, obviously he's like the casualty here. So it's really unfortunate because I do think that he's someone who can pick up the game as he goes along. And once he gets in, he could make, do some things with it. But I think, again, it goes back to he's in a bad spot because of all people, Chris won this HOH. So mm-hmm. kind of sucks to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we do get this trio talk with Vanessa, Carol, and Min uh, in the pantry. That uh, they they come together. They talk about like Min is like, are, are we still are we still doing this? Are we still making this happen? Um, uh, uh, Min talks about again. Min really d- talking about like how she is really in not a great position in the house. Um, that uh, she knows she's a liability right now to them, but she is loyal. She w- she's willing to do what she can. Um, Vanessa tries to reassure her. She says, honestly, Min, the only person throwing your name out there is Jamar, uh, and. <laughs> We don't really, again, there's definitely some serious flirtation there. I have to imagine that Jamar throwing out Min's name, probably not super serious, but apparently he keeps talking about how if he wins, he's putting her up. Um, And so I I imagine that's Jamar's way of flirting, right? That seems to be Jamar's sort of eighth grade flirting technique. I I think he's negging her. I think, you know, I hate you. I don't care about you. You're nasty. I'm going to nominate you. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's working. She's going to like moth to a flame. She's going to just hover back to me. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Jamar's head with this because it's very clear that they there's some kind of chemistry there. There's some kind of whether one-sided like or not, they talked about, you know, 
sharing a bed in a more traditional sense last night and how you couldn't handle me. Oh, no, you couldn't handle me. So there's clearly some kind of chemistry. There's something going on. There's some tension there. I don't think he would put her up if he won. Or, I mean, I don't know. It's Jamar. So maybe he would. It would be funny if that happened, but I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, they do talk about breaking up the four, the the evictors. Um, but uh, but Misa, she, uh, Min feels she feels... Min, Min says she feels good with Re, um, and that maybe if they take out Re's friends, they'll be able to pull Re in. Um, and so that's, uh, that's sort of this trio seems to think that's a, a decent idea. Um, we then hear from Michael, Maddie, and JL, three from those, uh, from that, uh, four. They talk about the state of the house. Um, and it is night and day. Where the house stands, the six in particular, versus where these four stand. They are so far behind. Um, JL is talking about, like, hey, man, we've got this uh, on lock, bruh. Uh, like, uh, nobody knows it. Nobody sees us coming. Uh, everybody wants to work with us. Um, you know, we've got... Jamar loves us. He wants to be in with us. Um, they feel good with Sheldon. They feel like, uh, they feel like they feel good about Brooke. Um, you know, they're, they're a little bit worried about this week because Chris is such a wild card, but, um, they just hear, hearing them talk is like, is like, uh, hearing a, going into a different season and, and listening to like a whole, somehow all of the people who haven't seen the show, um, kind of got together. Not all of the people, but like uh, Michael and JL both aren't knowledgeable about the show. Re, I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, and certainly Maddie knows the show to some degree, but she's too focused on Michael. So uh, it's th- these four are uh, they're, they're floundering. It's very funny because I think so. Obviously, these four come in. They're told they're safe. You know, they didn't get the bottom four wood. So and they find each other and they just sit on autopilot. I think they're like, well, this week we're chill. Everything's amazing. And we have an alliance. I bet no one else has one. We're fine. Meanwhile, everyone else kind of started putting in the work and like trying to, you know, build a little circle and then build beyond it and like expand on it and find another piece here and another piece there. So they not only caught up, they're lapping them now. And these four are still feeling themselves. And the cherry on top, it all goes back to the fact that even though the whole house knows of their alliance existing they don't know that people know so they're more leaned back and like just reclining and hanging out because they think they've got it on lock no one has any idea so it's it's truly the worst of both worlds for them right now because as strong as their connection is to each other there are bigger and stronger connections forming elsewhere with more numbers i don't know what you're going on about bro we're like the best alliance in the house, man. Like, I don't know why you're saying this about me, Puya. Dude, gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> we got this. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, we are also going to see that, um, there's going to be a, a hot tub conversation um, that, uh, let me get the, the chart up here for this one. Uh, we have Sue. We have Vanessa, we have Min, and they are talking with Chris in the hot tub. And uh, they are putting in work to try and uh, convince Chris that to not go after Sheldon, 
first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. Don't worry about Shell. I don't think he's in the four like you think he is. I think he's not. He's not a part of that. It's a four. It's not a five, right? Um, so they're trying to get him away from Sheldon. They also try to, he then is going to open up about his plans for the back door. Um, and he talks about potentially who he might nominate. Um, they try to sway him away from Brooke um, to toward Angie. But he does not like that. He's very firm on Brooke. He likes Angie. He wants to use Angie in the game. Angie is with us. I'm not going to put Angie up. She's that's a waste. Um, so I'm going to put Brooke up on the block. Um, they do not find much success convincing uh, Chris to change his mind there. Um, and so they do, however, talk about solidifying some kind of group. Um, they they solidify this this foursome right here for now. They call themselves the tanks mm-hmm. um, and they talk about uh, a five person thing that they're solidifying that Kyle is involved in as well. And uh, and they also talk about this idea of getting some more people involved to make an eight person thing. This is a pretty funny uh, moment here where um, they are talking about, uh, you know, like the numbers that they need and uh and chris is is like well we need eight right we need eight for the vote um and then and, and then chris has a has a eureka moment he has a he's an epiphany uh he goes wait a minute so if we have eight and then after this week there's 14 and we'll that's eight Eight, the whole eight, 13, eight, 12. We just boom, boom, boom. Eight people just down to, I mean, oh my, we can, re- that's, that's a good, th- like he's figuring out that having a majority in the house and keeping it is a good thing. Um, so he's really, uh, he's really excited about it. Um, and so, uh, so that's, uh, that's the hot tub conversation. Yeah. You, I would have never expected someone to have a live Eureka moment like that on cam, given that this is probably one of the more simplistic things to think about numerical advantage wins. I think the problem, so we've talked about this for a while now during this update about how there's multiple people at the very least alluding to, Hey, don't put Sheldon. Don't think of Sheldon. He's not with them. I think Chris being from the world he is, he's the speaker. He's Mm -hmm. the guy on the stage with the microphone and everyone else is his audience. The audience is not to talk back to him. He is supposed to help the audience. So if they're piping in, they're like, don't do this, don't do this. He's like, no, no, no. I know what I'm doing. I'm the right one. I will lead you to the path. You will not lead me. So I think that is a little bit a part of his breakdown as a person, because it really does feel like outside of Kyle, no one else can really tell him what to do. And the only reason Kyle does is because his guard is down because that's his bro, bro. So. Yeah. Well, so Chris talks with Angie a little bit after this conversation up in the HOH room. He talks with Angie about like essentially trying to reel her in um, and that like, hey, you know, she she seems into it. She seems like she has been reeled in by Chris to some degree. She doesn't really have many other options. Um, and so he talks about like if we can pull in Carol as the older person, she doesn't have any connections. Jamara loves me. We can get this. Those three. I like those three. And those three would be, uh, you know, in addition to. Um, you know, the, the five that he already has. Right. And so, uh, that would make eight and that would, so that's what I think what he's trying to build with this eight and those would be his three. And then there'd be another, you know, group over here and he has Kyle and he has Sue and, um, he's trying to set himself up here. Uh, and he talks about Sheldon and being a little bit worried about Sheldon being close with the four. Um, and even Angie is like, well, I don't think he's really with them. I think he's just too nice. Um, he's just, the problem is for, for Sheldon is he's too nice and that's getting him in trouble. Um, and 
And I, I'm with you, uh, Puya. I think that this annoys Chris. Yeah. I think that like, if you've ever been in a situation, a social situation, maybe at work in the office or something where there's just somebody there and you don't like them. They, you don't have a connection with them. You're just kind of annoyed by them. You think they're like, just they're, they're annoying. They, they don't like you maybe, but everybody else loves them. Everybody else worse. constantly talking about how great they are, how much they're wonderful. And you're just sitting there, the one person that's like, but they suck. They make me feel bad. Uh, why does everyone love them? Why can't people think the way that I think? I think, I think that's what's happening here with Chris and Sheldon. And so the more that other people are defending Sheldon and talking about how nice he is and how he's not with that group, the more that Chris is like, Oh, I'm the nice guy. I'm the one. He's not the one. I don't like this. Um, and so, uh, th- this is kind of boiling up a little bit. Just, just a little bit. And that's why I think for me, the most interesting conversation is going to be the inevitable Chris and Sheldon one, because that's where we see if, because like you said, we've had that. Everyone's had that one person they don't really like and everyone else likes. But when that person comes and talks to you and you can tell they're nice, it goes one of two ways. Either you're like, I was wrong, which I don't think Chris is like. So I think it's going to be likely the other one. We're like, what a fake guy. I don't buy anything he's saying. So that could go that way. Um, Ultimately, yeah, Chris is a headstrong type of guy or he likes to believe he is. And he will not let anyone lead him down the other path of he's wrong. That's never going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that everyone has kept the same story with Sheldon in the sense that, you know, whether no matter what the reasoning is, everyone said, no, I don't really think Sheldon's the guy you think he is. And it's not like Sheldon put him up to it. It's not like anyone rehearsed this. That just shows Sheldon's acumen in the game and his capability to just be a good social player. So that's working out for him, even though Chris wants everything to not believe that. Mm-hmm. And so Sheldon is going to do uh, some small work with Chris before the night ends. He goes up to the HOH room and he's like, bro, man, yes, I'm so excited. And it's so funny to watch this from Sheldon because we know who Sheldon is. Yeah. He's the guy that walks on stage straight faced. He's the guy that in his interviews and everything ahead of time was like, yeah, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, you know, it's uh, going to make it happen. Um, but so, so, you know, this is like he is not a. A bro, right? Like, this no. is, and he talked about like when people are drinking, I'm gonna have to pretend, I'm gonna have to like fake be this all, all this stuff. And so, like, watching him go, yeah, bro, yes, let's do this. I'm so excited, man. Like, uh, it's it's very it's very fun to watch. Um, but uh, but we'll see how effective it is with Chris. At least it seems to be pretty effective with everyone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's so that's that. He he plans on doing a, a longer session at some point today. Maybe it's already happened. As far as I don't know, this is we've been doing an update. Um, but we'll we'll be able to update you on that tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, but before the night ends. Uh, Brooke is feeling upset because uh, she's probably going on the block and so she ends up crying um, that uh, she's not happy with the situation she's crying to Kyle um, she's upset about the fact that she's being nominated but she's also upset that uh, she feels like of all people it has to be Kyle that's nominating me she's kind of talked before about how she felt like because Kyle has been, kind of been hitting on her uh, sometimes you mean Chris. Uh, sorry yeah Chris yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> 
Chris and Kyle, I'm getting their names mixed up. I, I hope that doesn't continue <laughs> to happen throughout the season. Um, but uh, Chris has, has maybe like hit on her a couple of times, like un- unwanted. Um, and she feels like he's kind of disrespectful to to women, to her. Um, and she really does not want to have to sit there and be nominated by by Chris, of all people, who's probably going to say something disrespectful in his speech. And uh, like, it's just it's just she doesn't she feels gross about it. She knows she's going to have to sit there and take it and pretend that she's just like uh, this weak person that's not going to stand up for herself because that's what's best for her game and it's really frustrating and so Kyle is there comforting her uh, aggressively comforting her like uh, like wiping tears away from her face every uh, every 30 seconds uh, which I feel like is a is a bit much but you know yeah. whatever yeah and um just to quickly snip it to today when they did, ha- they had their conversation literally five minutes before we got on mm. in the HRH room. Chris did with Brooke and Brooke had been saying all night and this morning that she just doesn't feel like she's connecting with Chris and Chris has been, you know, she, she really hates to the core of her body that she has to, you know, kiss his ass a little bit and like fake her way through it. So she's sitting there and she's talking about like how, like, you know, she feels and She's speaking and freaking Chris every three seconds, like, calm down. Like, it's good. Like, don't worry. Like, you're fine. No, calm down. Like, breathe, breathe. She's talking, bruh. Let her talk. And he keeps doing that. And you can tell the patience on Brooke to not snap because we know she doesn't want to deal with this. And Chris literally doing nice guy things by being like, relax, chill. Like, we're together. You're with me. Like, I've got your back. Don't worry. Breathe. No, not good. Um, but Brooke is good in the sense that she's able to hide all of those feelings, at least to Chris's face, but she's been relatively vocal about her feelings and uh, feeling like she's gotten off the wrong foot with this guy at the very least to multiple house guests throughout the last 12, 13 hours. Yeah, she also talked to Michael about the about how she feels about Chris, which I thought was uh, an interesting decision. Obviously, Michael, she's she's in with that for a little bit. She has this relationship with Michael, um, but uh, but certainly with Michael as a potential target, uh, I'm not sure I completely co-sign the idea of giving Michael that ammunition that he could theoretically use against her in the future. Uh, she has a lot of backup. She's probably fine anyway, but uh, I don't know if I loved that move from Brooke, although I did like some other stuff that I've seen from her. Um, she and also to be clear um, that uh, Brooke also mentioned that like she feels bad for even talking about this because she thinks she feels that Chris is genuinely like a, a, a good guy. Um, but just the way that he talks, she disagrees with some of his the things that he says. And they really like they really just uh, just don't mesh well with her own personal experiences. And he reminds her of experience bad experiences that she's had in the past and so that's why she's bringing it up but she doesn't want like to to be saying anything definitive like oh he's a terrible person should be ashamed or anything like that um and so she she's conflicted in that way as well that even speaking up at all is gonna cause some sort of overreaction and then that's gonna make her feel even worse and so uh this sort of spirals in on itself here for brooke yeah like she's not trying to assassinate his character Mm -hmm. or like paint him with a brush she's merely trying to voice her opinions and feelings towards this one person in the house who has the power and where she doesn't feel like she genuinely feels like she can't connect with this person. And we've seen her naturally connect with so many people in the house already in this little bit of time span. So it's just a being between a rock and a hard place for her because she wants, she, you know, she feels good. She wants to be in that. She wants to play, but also she has to do that with this person who she feels like even when she's trying 
she doesn't feel like they end up on the same level of understanding because they just don't gel together. And it's hard for her because she's trying to navigate away from being in danger. And in order to do that, she has to talk to him. And in order to talk to him, it's taking a lot out of her because she really doesn't like to because of all the experiences and because of how hard it feels to talk to him. Yeah. Um, So finally, Brooke wants some time alone and she is going to use that opportunity to talk to the cameras and uh, let us know how she's feeling and what the state of the house is. She confirms that this is all genuine from her about Chris, um, but she also starts talking about the state of the house. And she is the one that finally informs us about, uh, I, I can come back to the, the chart here if you want. She finally talks to us about uh, how it's her and Sheldon, that Sheldon is the person she feels closest to um, and she trusts him and she wants to work with him. Uh, they have a core four with, uh, with Kyle and Vanessa, they have uh, added on to that a six-person thing with Carol and Sue. Um, she also has this uh, this alliance with um, uh, with Hira, uh, uh, with Sheldon and Sue as well. Um, and so she talked about that. Uh, and then they, she knows that Sheldon has. Uh, more alliances outside of that that he has told her about, um, which I imagine include people like Michael and John Luke and uh, and Jamar to some degree. And they're, of course, up there with Maddie and uh, and Re. And then, um, you know, you still got uh, <laughs> Angie hanging out there. You got Chris under Kyle and you've got Min Lee here with Vanessa and uh, Carol. And that's the state of the house, according to uh, to Brooke. Although it really, the, again, the main piece of information from Brooke is that this is the core four: Brooke, Sheldon, Kyle and Vanessa. Um, and so she says, I can see what's happening, but I got to say, I am a little concerned that even though I can see everything that I don't actually have the goods to do anything about it. Um, And that's the difference between me and Sheldon that he has the goods. He's really good at this game. I think Sheldon is the best player in the house, Um, which like great that I'm working with him, but Mm -hmm. I am a little bit concerned that in my core four Alliance, I feel like, I don't have a chance to beat Sheldon. I don't have a chance to beat Kyle. Um, I, that's a little bit concerning. Even Vanessa is very good. Even Sue is very, very good. Um, and so she's worried that she is, even though she's well positioned in the house, she doesn't have a lot of influence over the house's uh, direction. And if she stays in this spot, she might make it far. But how does her end game look? Um, and so she's worried about that. She talks about Sheldon and how how good he is. Um, and she essentially comes to the conclusion that I, I know I can't beat him. I just got to wait for him to get overconfident. Um, and I'm already seeing in the chat something that I think a lot of people were responding to last night as they were watching this, which was slow down a little bit. Brooke. Uh, it's a little I mean, good that she's thinking about it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And vocalizing it to us is fine as long as it doesn't actually interfere with her game. But we we know very little about her as a player. And this could be an indication that she might be a bit of an overthinker. Yeah, and I think I mean, I'm someone who also just thinks about the same thing over and over and piles onto it, thinks about the worst case scenario, best case scenario. So I definitely see what she's doing. But like you said, if this is just her giving us the information and trying to think ahead, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. But 
It's also been just a week. You still have so much game left in front of you. You're a very good social player. You do have the capability to, you know, hook up all these alliances and find new people and create bonds to keep yourself safe. I think the fact that she finds out that she could be going on the block is enough for her to kind of not spiral necessarily, but like really start thinking about like worrying about the situation she's currently in and be like, okay, well, Sheldon's much better than I am. There's still a lot of game left to go. I like that we are being shown or she's showing us that she has the ability to analyze the game like this on different layers, different levels, steps ahead at a time. But hopefully she doesn't overdo it to the point where she starts overplaying. Overthinking is fine so long as she doesn't overplay. So as long as she's just doing that, that's a fun exercise to keep her mind going in the house. Yep. All right. So that's what we have for you. That was the first night of Big Brother Canada 8 feeds. Puya, anything else that you wanted to bring up? Uh, Not really. Like I said, I know that right when we were getting on is when Chris started having his conversations. He talked with Hira. Hira and him kind of talked about he asked Hira if um, he thinks that Sheldon has a thing with the dudes. And Hira said no. He asked Brooke the exact same thing. That's still going on. I'm sure there's more going on. We're going to get Wendy's today. We're going to get probably Noms today. A lot going to be going down there. And all in all, I'm just excited to be back with what is looking like it's going to be a very fun Big Brother season for us to dig into some yes uh yeah and chris told kyle this morning that he has a crazy idea that he's not sure kyle's gonna like um so i don't think i, I don't think we've heard what that is yet so not that i've seen right so as far as we know there could be a major change to the plans for the nominations for the ultimate target i have to imagine that if it's a crazy plan and kyle might not like it probably involves Sheldon, right? Sheldon's the one person that that Chris really has been focusing on and that Kyle has kind of been backing up to some degree. So, um I don't know. We'll 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 see. Yeah. We'll 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 see what happens. Obviously, because the current plan looked like Kyle was going to be the one going to Wendy's with him. So this could be where they're breaking bread and he tells him what's going on there. Do I think that if that happens, Kyle will try and you know, move that, push that back more. Yes. But we just have to see what's going on in the mind of the mind bender. That is Chris. And if the power lifter can lift those thoughts out of his mind, we'll see. There you go. You you should be a writer for the show. Puya. You know, the announcer, maybe I'll get a gig at some point. Who knows? (laughs) But until then I'll be here every Friday talking with you, having fun and then tweeting random stuff about it on uh, Twitter. There you go. Where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter as well as other social media platforms at Puyaism. There you go. Um, I will, we, I'll of course be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update on everything that happens today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. Should be a good one because I imagine there's a lot of stuff that's going to go down. A lot of individual conversations with Chris. A lot of planning. Uh, we're going to get the nominations today. We just found that out. Um, and so uh, it should be, should be interesting. So we'll definitely know a lot more by tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. So make sure you tune in then. You can find me on Twitter in the meantime at Armstrong Taren. You can find me on Twitch if you're interested in hanging out with me as I watch the feeds when things are happening. Uh, you can find me there at twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. Uh, we, had a, we had a fun time last night watching uh, watching the stuff go down. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to say it again. Really optimistic about this season, about this cast. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff going on, um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. Same. And um, for anyone that might not have d- dove into feeds yet and liked what they heard and are intrigued, 
You can go on to Brent's Twitter at one lucky gay. He's got a pin tweet to how you can figure out how to watch the feeds and all that good stuff from Brent over there. And uh, yeah, and I'm guessing we're going to get stock Stockwatch uh, 2.0, 3.0 new version on Tuesday. Yes. Hell yeah. Excited to invest. Let me tell you that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'll see you next time.